This is Carl Palachuk, and you're listening to the SMB Community Podcast, produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. Hi, this is Carl Palachuk. Welcome to another SMB Community Podcast. I'm joined today by Mr. Tim Taylor. How are you? I'm doing well, Carl. How are you? Very good. So I haven't seen you in, I don't know, a couple of months. <laughs> I think we saw each other at DattoCon out in, uh, out in. Uh, oh, no, I wasn't at DattoCon, but well, we saw each other at uh, ITO Compass. ITO Compass in, 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 in Chicago in April, yes. And maybe at Channel Pro. I, w- I didn't make it to Channel Pro, no. <laughs> so, see, we both misremembered, so that's good. We're one for each. So anyway, so Tim is a, uh, a coach and an author, and uh, why don't you tell us, first of all, who you are, how you got here. All right. Um, originally from Memphis, Tennessee, and I, I went, moved to California for a while, and now I live in Orlando, Florida. I worked for other people all my career, and in um, 1999, I basically said, you know what, I'm going to start my own IT company. And there were several things that led up to that, but I was like, you know, I'm tired of working for other people. So I uh, looked for a book, How to Start and Run a Successful IT Company, and I couldn't find it. So um, I basically just started my business and, and kind of was making it up as I went along. In 1999, there wasn't a lot of print out there that you could you could uh, find about running an IT business. So I ultimately wrote uh, my own book about running an IT company from from scratch, basically out of the trunk of your car is where I started. Right. So, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I think 1999, Janet Rule had a book on like how to be a computer consultant or something like that. And I remember reading that and then just thinking, oh man, this needs to be updated so much. And uh, I even at one point tried to get in touch with her and was like, hey, I'd love to collaborate with you and, you know, like, let's let's update your book and whatever. Anyway, I never heard from her, so. <laughs> the only book I found that I remember was, uh, there was a book a guy had written about starting a computer store. And I actually bought it and it had a few things in it that were interesting, but it was really not you know, yeah. it just didn't cover market. Yeah. an MSP. Yeah. So uh, the other thing is that I've got a friend who is, he, she runs the uh, Nonfiction Authors Association. And one of her favorite sayings is, if you can't find the book that you want, write it. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly yeah. what you've done. <laughs> right? Exactly. I, I believe in that completely. I, I'm run my own MSP today. We're a 20 year old firm. I've got 15 staff and we maintain about 2000 systems around uh, central Florida here. So I continue to run my own MSP, but I just saw such a need for, you know, a a book about how to start and run a successful IT company. So I finally just bit the bullet and wrote it myself. Carl actually read early copies of it and gave me some really great tips. And I appreciate that a lot, but um, it's out there on Amazon and then I also saw a need for uh, coaching and consulting, which I'm sure we'll get into. So, so Taylor's T-A-Y-L-O-R. So people can look up Tim Taylor and uh, also the audio, the Audible version is out now as well. So if you're an Audible subscriber, which if you're not, you should be, uh, then just go grab that and it's probably one credit. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, how to start and run a successful IT company without losing your shirt. That's the actual title. 
<laughs> Very important. Yeah, don't don't lose the shirt. So um, tell us about the coaching piece of it. So you're you're bored with your IT business and, and you don't have enough to do. So you thought you'd do something else? You know, I'm the kind of guy that's always wearing about 12 hats. But I once I wrote the book, I said, you know, I don't want people just to read the book. And if they if they need help, and there's other people in this business. I know, Carl, you do this, and Gary Pika, and people like that do it. But I, I was looking for the guy who's just getting started. This guy, he, maybe he's been going for a couple of years, and he's struggling. He doesn't really know what to do next. He can't afford expensive coaching packages, but our, our rates are very reasonable. And I was trying to make something for a guy just starting out or somebody that hasn't even started that wants to start. Maybe they work for someone today, and they want to break out on their own. What do they do? How do they do this? They're a technical manager of a big company and they said, yeah, I've always wanted to have my own company. Well, this is what it's really like. This is what it's really like to go out there on your own and what it's really like to start from scratch. I literally started out of the trunk of my car in 1999 by myself. And I just said, you know what, by God, if it just takes hard work, I am going to make this succeed. But I have made every mistake you can make in this business. <laughs> and I try to help other people not make those mistakes from not charging enough to hiring the wrong staff to what is it I'm really going to provide in that's my consulting practice. TimTaylorConsulting.com is my practice. And you can go out there, you can fill out a form. I'll reach out to you personally and we'll determine whether or not we're a good fit uh, to work together. And I enjoyed your presentation in Chicago. I can't remember the title of it, but it was about selling managed services. Yeah. It was specifically about selling managed yeah. services. So the, so that was an excellent presentation. And I think that it's one of those things where people are saying, oh, you know, I don't know how to start. Where do I begin? What, what's, where's the, the big red start here button? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and I think that one of the things that we tend not to do is, is take sales seriously. You know, Michael Gerber always says, you know, we get into this because we're technicians and we have a fit of entrepreneurship, right? right. And, and so we don't think, oh, I have to hire people and I have to do sales and I have to get an office and I have to pay rent. <laughs> well, one, one unique thing about me was I have a business degree and a minor in marketing. And I've done sales uh, a lot of my life. And, and that is, but I've always loved IT and I've always been working in IT, but I've also done sales. So that helped me quite a bit when I was uh, starting this. But sales is something you cannot ignore. And I focus, I've grown my business to the point now where I focus almost all my efforts on sales because I enjoy that. But you cannot slow down on that. Once you start, you have to constantly be selling because you never know when you're going to lose a client. If you don't have a lot of clients and one of them is a significant portion of your business and you lose them, that's a big hit. So right. you've got to be constantly in that selling mode. And a lot of technicians think they can't sell. And that's just not true. That's just not true. I lay out a lot of steps in there in the book on how to do it. But the, the, the business owner on the other end, when you're meeting with them, he's looking for an honest, passionate person. And technicians do that better than salespeople. They really do. They just don't think they do. They're going to tell you the truth. And, and when you have that trust factor of that person you're talking with and yourself, it actually makes the sale much easier. So the, the slick salesman uh, in IT doesn't really work. That business owner wants to trust you that you're telling him the truth. Right. And this is what it's really going to take to fix his network or to run his network on a monthly basis. And so technicians can do very well at selling. You just have to believe in yourself and have a little bit of training. 
So the, you know, I'm sure you're familiar with the disc profiles and, you know, all the personality types and whatnot. So mm -hmm. there's an owner profile that tends to be high D, high I, and there's a technician profile that tends to be higher S, higher C. Right. And, you know, if I have a, uh, a high C technician, I don't know that that person is necessarily going to be a good salesperson. But right. most people who are owners have the, have the high I. They, they are influencers and they are much more likely to be natural salespeople whether they think of themselves that way or not. Right. I'm, I am a high D and a high I. I'm exactly there. And <clears throat> so it does, t typical owners tend to be that way. And you made up a really great point. The first thing that I talk about in my book is should you do this? Should you try to go out and do this? Not everybody is cut out to be a business owner. Just because you're a good technician, that doesn't mean you're going to be, you're going to own, be a good owner of an IT company or any type of company. So save yourself a lot of headache if you realize that this is just not what I'm cut out for. Not that there's anything wrong with your personality. I mean, I'm not a high C. I'm not a high S. That type of job would not, would not work well with my personality. But if you high C's and high S's can own businesses, but you have to realize there will be challenges of your personality of making, sometimes making the hard decisions, not being afraid to speak in front of people or to, to, to go into sales presentations. But it, today, I mean, I'm a high D, high I, especially a high I. And when I go in to see someone, I'm still nervous sometimes, you know, because there's a lot of money on the line. I really want to get that business. And, um, you know, we're all going to go through that to a certain degree. Any personality type can succeed, but you really need to take an assessment of yourself and see if this is the best fit for you. So what would you say is the biggest challenge for people who are in the SMB space trying to sell into the SMB space? Uh, is it uh, basically shutting up and, and uh, <laughs> uh, you know, letting their presentation speak for itself? And, you know, because what we tend to do sometimes is talk too much. Absolutely, yeah. especially me. <laughs> I will agree to that. Absolutely. Well, it, it's not the, um, the mindset when you're going in. Sales is not something you do to someone. It's something you do for someone. You have to have that mindset when you walk in. I am here to help you with your network. I'm here to bring you a good service. I know that I'm good at it, and I know that I'm going to be able to help you make your network run better, be more reliable, be more resistant to ransomware hacks and other things like that. So you have to have self-confidence in yourself and try to get on the same emotional level as the person you're meeting with. You know, I, I've, I've actually read about, you know, even sit in the same posture as the person. I met with a guy the other day that owns a construction company and the guy had his elbows up on the table. He's leaning forward and he's talking to me. He's an ex Vietnam vet, you know, <laughs> I felt like any minute he's going to pull out a gun, but, uh, you know, he's leaning over the table, so I leaned over. You know, I'm sitting on the other end of his desk, and I put my elbows up, and I'm leaning over, and we're talking face-to-face. -face. And that's what he wanted. Another guy's leaning back in his chair, sliding down. He's talking very slow and calm. Do the same thing. Part of sales is making an emotional connection with the person in front of you. And I talk fast, but I learn how to slow down, make a good presentation, and develop that level of trust between me and the person. And if you're a good technician, you're bringing them good tools. You're bringing them good things. Right. Look at it that way. So slight change of subject, but when you talk about bringing good tools, bring, being a good technician, we have a challenge today that's it's actually the day that we're recording this is the day that 
something like 23 departments in Texas are getting ransomware all in one day. And this happens all the time. And I just, I feel like we have a challenge today that we've never had before, which is there are people out there representing themselves as managed service providers who are either not providing managed services or they are just doing a really, truly horrible job. So it's not that you have to sell against the incumbent IT provider or the in-house IT or even no IT. <laughs> you, part of what you have to sell against is these losers who were out there selling their services and letting their clients get ransomware. <laughs> right, right. When someone gets ransomware and they recover from it, assuming they do, they better have a data backup or something very good to restore. That's an excellent time to, for them to be looking for new IT, okay? So there are a lot of people that don't research the tools they need to be. They don't put the right backup systems in. They don't, you know, they don't use programs that monitor PCs and can shut down a PC if it starts to get ransomware and starts to act up. You know, those are the things that you need to learn how to do. If you're, and, and bringing security, a lot of people say that today security should be the first thing you go in and talk about more than just patching and updating and managed services and help desk and all the things. Security should be your lead thing. Now that's, you know, you need to just make sure that you understand the products that you're selling and take care of your customers. Don't let anyone that's you're managing their network, not have a, an excellent backup system that works excellently. So if something does get through that you can put them back the way they were right before it happened, and personally, right. I, like, I like Datto's backup systems. They're excellent, and you can restore networks very quickly, and you can even run off the Datto if the, one of their servers goes down while you repair the server. Right. So, Well, you know, looking back, uh, you know, when the airplanes hit the buildings in 2001, the, you could be up in business. Some of those businesses were up in business, you know, in New Jersey the next day, um, but it cost them millions of dollars to do that. Today, it's a few hundred dollars a month. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's dramatic. And to me, there's absolutely no excuse to not be doing that, you know. <laughs> and, and, you know, and you can't even say, well, uh, the client doesn't want to pay $400 a month or the client, <laughs> client doesn't want to invest in that technology. It's like, I personally, I think you need to walk away from that client. Absolutely. Guess what's going to happen. Let's say they don't want to pay for it. I'll just put a little external hard drive on my server and do Windows back. Okay. What what's is going to happen <laughs> when they get hit? Who, let me just ask you as a managed service provider, who are they going to blame when it's all hits the fan? Right. That they weren't protected. I don't care how much you told them you need to do. Let me give you one little story. I got called into a, a lady that I know does audits of um, cybersecurity audits of dental offices. Okay. She called me the other day and she said, can you come out to this office? It was in Tavares, Florida, which is about 30 minutes from my office. I drove out there. I walked up. I mean, I pulled up to the dental office and this was a big dental firm. Their parking lot was full of cars. This guy had nine chairs. He had 25 computers in the business, in the dental office, which is a huge dental practice. The, the office is full of people. I walk in the door and everybody's just looking at the ground and standing around and, I, and they lead me back to the back and the, the old dentist was standing there and they were completely ransomed, the entire network. And he, he had this white lab coat on, he was an older gentleman and he was as white as his lab coat. And he said, this is the first words out of his mouth when he saw me was this is the closest I've ever felt in my life to having a heart attack. 
And I said, where's your backup? He goes, my IT guy has been trying to sell me an offsite backup system for two years. And I didn't want to spend the $200 a month on it. Wow. And he was, his ransom was at least 15 to 20 grand. And it was several days before he was back up. And all those patients had to leave. There's just no right. telling how much money that he lost. Well, plus and, massive, you know, uh, luckily when it's ransomware, it's not really a HIPAA violation. <laughs> but you, you certainly some, it's not. <laughs> yeah, you, you have a, a, a huge uh, issue with PR and everything else. I everything mean, else. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's funny. Five years ago, people were saying, well, should I get special insurance if I'm going to be doing backups because now I'm taking on that responsibility. But the reality is you should have all this extra insurance because if you're not doing backups, the client's still going to sue you, right? You know, we've never been in the situation where clients sued IT professionals in large numbers, but I think we're heading in that direction that, you know, the more stories there are in the news where somebody's got ransomware and they look and they say, Carl, you were supposed to protect us. What happened? What happened? Right. Exactly. You don't I want that liability. Well, you clicked on it. <laughs> That's right. You, you just don't want that to come back on you. So you need to do everything that you can. You, you cannot stop everything. But training the users, doing dark web scans, phishing training, having the right backup system. I tell people today, I said, listen, I'm going to do everything I can, but I cannot guarantee that something's not going to happen to you because you're, most of it comes from your employees. But what I can guarantee you is that I'm going to put the right system in here. I can put you back to where you were before this happened as quick as possible. Yeah, it's, you know, there's prevention and then there's remediation, right? So, and they they actually, uh, I was talking to Rob Ray uh, recently, and they don't call them BDRs anymore. They call them like business continuity and disaster recovery, BCD, something like that. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's, so uh, tell me about on the, I don't know, do you call it coaching or call it consulting that you do with IT pros? Uh, I would say coaching. Coaching. All right. So, so tell me what your coaching program looks like. Okay. So what we have is a program where you sign up with us and it's me and another consultant. I have another gentleman that sold his MSP a few years ago. So he's been in the MSP space for a really long time. And we basically charge a, a flat monthly fee and we, we schedule an hour to an hour and a half phone call once a month, but you have access to us. Uh, other times than that. You can, you can reach out via email. You can even call. We can send you any documents that we, we use, contracts. We, you know, we put a big thing on there. Please show this to your attorney. Do not use it the way it is. Um, any materials that we have, and I'm still running my own MSP for 20 years. So the things I've used to run my practice, I can share with you. And our goal is to help you either get going, get out of the rut you're in, or just keep going faster and you're already going fast. Um, a lot of it comes down to you know, sales technique, you don't have a marketing plan in place. Maybe you're not using some tools you need to be using. Maybe you're using way too many tools. Okay. I've seen that happen and I've seen people change their tools on a regular basis. And that just does nothing but waste time. Does nothing but waste time. Time management is one of the biggest things we help people with because it's one of the biggest things that I see that people do wrong that have small IT companies, especially if they've been in business eight years and they're still by themselves, but yet they say every day that they want to grow and they want to get bigger, well, if you continue to do exactly what you're doing, you're going to continue to get exactly what you've been getting. So we help people. We don't do it in a mean way. We, we really, look, this is what I would do if I was you, okay? Do you want me to hold you accountable to that? Accountability is a big part of coaching. Yes, I want you to, the next time we talk, I want you to ask me, did I do this and this and this, okay? 
And uh, I have one guy that I talk to him every two weeks. He wants, he wants that level of accountability. Okay. Now our typical call is once a month, but I found if I do it every two weeks, sometimes I haven't had time to do some of the steps that right. we tried to lay out in the last call. And do you, are you mostly working with people who are you know, one, two, three person shops or larger? I would say the average is, uh, is small. They're one, two, or three. The guy that's just starting that has no clients yet at all, you know, there is a fee we have to charge, obviously. Right. And sometimes they can't afford that. And it's not a really high fee. But you need to have, you know, we recommend you've been going a little while or you have some seed money. And, you know, I would love it if I could talk to some people before they really even get going because you never, you're doing it right from the very beginning. But right. running a 20-person a managed service practice is very different from running a, a three- or four-person managed service practice. It is because you're just not big enough to have people, a different person that does a different, you know, does right. a different role. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the challenge that I have found with coaching very small companies is, as one guy in Australia put it, <clears throat> I can only change one thing at a time. Exactly. Right? I, can't, exactly. I can't set up a marketing program and hire three people and, you know, revamp my onboarding process and right. Right. Da, 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 right? right. So, and we're not going to give you so much homework that you're going to dread the next phone call. Okay. We're going to say, hey, where are you at? You know, we talked about this. How is this working? Did you, did you get a chance to go talk to so-and-so? Have you had a chance to even just make up a brochure about your company and go hand it out to all the businesses in your area? I have a consultee that is in uh, California. It's him and his mom and his dad. His dad's retired. His mom's helping him out a little bit. She has another part-time job, and he's a good technician. He's not, he goes, I'm not a good salesman, though. And dad says, I'll go out there and do what I can. I said, let's make up a good brochure about your company. I said, just go pass them out everywhere. Within two weeks, they signed a $3,300 a month contract. Wow. In two weeks, they walked into a place that they were like, we're sick of our IT. We want you to, we want you to come in here. Two weeks of handing out brochures, and he would also write down the name of the company when he gave out the brochure. He'd send them a, a, a personal note or a, definitely try to get everyone's email that he could in the company and just start building that database of people around where he is. And that's well, and if you basically helpful. trade your brochure for a business card, then you can add them to your mailing lists and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's, it's possible to start from scratch. I mean, it's not impossible to do. People just have to know who you are, what you do, and we help people get that, you know, get that jump start. It is amazing that how much canvassing works. Uh, yes. I, I used to know a guy that uh, actually he, he brought us a client a 70 user client. And, and he said, I did a lot of work for them fixing desktops and stuff. But when it comes to the server and migration and all that, he said, it's over my head. I need you to take this client. Right. And I'm like, Dave, how the hell did you get a 70 person client? And he said, well, I printed up a bunch of business cards and I just go to one business uh, you know, place after another. And I just walk in the door and say, does anybody want to talk about technology? <laughs> and this one person said, yes, you need to talk to her and sat down and they said, yeah, we're, we, we have all these projects and we don't know where to start. And he helped them start. Yeah. And it was, I think he probably worked for them for a year before he handed them off to me. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> but it was literally walking in the door with a business card, you know, I'm telling you, you would be amazed how much that actually works. People with no soliciting. I'm not trying to solicit your business. I'm just going to give you some information about my business and see if you're interested in talking with me later. That's all I'm really doing. Or I'm just here to pick up some business cards. They're always sitting up front. Pick up the business cards of people that work there and then go back and build your database and start emailing them. It's amazing if you have a client in one area, 
go to all the businesses around there. Say, hey, I, I'm expanding in this area. I've already got a client right, right here on the corner. Yeah, I do uh, Johnson uh, right across the street. You across may know the them. <laughs> yeah, and I come up here all the time. Getting people to come out is always a big deal. So it's like, hey, I'm out here quite regularly. When I first got started, my first client was a nonprofit. It's literally right down the street from where I am now. And there was a law firm right next door. I'll tell you this one little story. And it's, in, it's outlined in my book. And uh, one day I just put on my suit. I put on a good suit. This was 1999. And I just walked in the door of the law firm. I had absolutely no idea how many people were there or anything. And I said, hi, my name's Tim Taylor. And I do the office right, you know, they're right downstairs from you here. And um, I said, I'm over here all the time and I'd love to help you out. And I went to the receptionist and I gave her my card. And she said, well, just a minute. She walks around the corner and I could hear her talking to the office manager. And so about 30 seconds later, she walks back around. She goes, well, we already have somebody, blah, blah, blah. But I knew the lady could hear me in the other room. And I just, I just kept talking. And I said, you know what? I'm over here all the time. I'm right around the corner. I'm literally right downstairs. Anytime you guys need me, I can be up here and blah, blah, blah. And, and a couple of minutes later, the lady stuck her head around the corner. Then she walks outside. She walks out and she said, let's go outside. We walked outside for the next 45 minutes. All she did was tell me about all the problems they had. <laughs> 45 minutes. Okay, they didn't have a website. Back then, they didn't even have an internet connection. It was just unbelievable. And her IT guy told her, oh, you can't move this printer over there. It's impossible. I can't make it work on the other side of the building. And I took over. They went from eight people to 50 over the next three and a half years. It's what, it ended up being one of the largest law firms in the area out here. Wow. Okay? So I did their work for years and years and years until they, they actually merged with a big firm and, 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 and started working with them. But, I mean, it was all because I walked in the door and I tried. Right. I wonder if there's a strategy there of like saying, hey, you know what I do? IT therapy. So let's sit down and you tell me all the problems with your IT. That Even if you bad. love your IT person, <laughs> just open up to me. I'm here for you. I'm right? here for you. Tell me anything. This is confidential. I will not tell anybody else. Just going like, here's an inflatable couch, you know, just lay down there. Tell me all, all the problems with your network. And this little button, IT therapist. <laughs> People get very emotional about their IT. And right. you know, I, I have a theory, you know, back in the mainframe days, uh, those of us that are old enough to remember the mainframe days, you know, you had a big mainframe, you you know, it goes down. Oh, the mainframe's down. Everybody gets a cup of coffee. When the PC goes down, my PC is down. People, when it's, it's called a personal computer for a reason because people take it personally. When right. My PC. Yes, it's my PC. <laughs> people right. take it personally when it doesn't work. Well, that's, you know, why the – for me anyway, the network assessment was always a great sales tool because Absolutely. it comes with a long questionnaire that includes, you know, why am I here today? Right. Right. I, a million people walk by, ask me, you know, to come into your business and, and give you an assessment. Today's the day that you said, I need you to come and look at my server. Right. So why am I here? Right. And then, and also, you know, do you have any problems that are ongoing? And, and basically your report consists in large part of reflecting back to them what they already know, yeah, right? Absolutely. And, absolutely. Uh, you know, even, even today, I think there's a lot of need where people say, I know that I need to go to the cloud, my IT service provider, right? The same guy who couldn't get the printer to work on the other side of the building is now saying you can't do your business in the cloud. It's like, uh, uh, Intel, IBM, you know. Microsoft can do their business in the cloud. What what are you so special that you? <laughs> very few things don't work on a cloud server. I can tell you that. Very very few. The companies may say we don't support it on a cloud server, but that doesn't mean it won't work. So you can move almost anyone to the cloud. Now some people don't want to. They still want to keep their servers in house. 
But those IT assessments are actually really good. Our, our mode of operation, we go in and we meet someone, we get some information about them and say, you know, why are you talking to us today? Why are you interested in, in, in working with us? And they say, oh, I just have all these problems. I said, well, look, I'm going to send one of my technicians in. Let us do a, a network assessment of your networks. We get a full inventory of everything and blah, blah, blah. We run rapid fire tools. It's an excellent product. Shows you a lot of their security holes. And then let us come back and we'll, we'll tell you what, you know, give you our proposal for managed services. And we set that second meeting before we leave the first one. Say, my guy will be here in a couple of days. Let's set it a week from today. So everybody's got their calendar. They're in the meeting with you. They're already interested. They set it right then. Because if you don't set it right then, it is really hard to get that second meeting sometimes. Okay. Right. So you set the meeting, you make sure that the business owner or the decision maker is in that meeting. And he should be in the first meeting too. And you come back with your nice report. Well, here's all the security holes in your network. I mean, my God, this is not a good thing. But you also present, this is what we do. This is how we do it. And this is what it costs. And, you know, if you do all that correctly, it is really, um, it's really, uh, you know, that's, that's the format that works for us. And right. it gives, now, you're, now you've had three touches with them. Okay, some right. people try to do it all in one meeting. I, I personally like to stretch it out a little bit. No, no, I love what I call the slow sales process. I like to get about four meetings before I sign a deal. Absolutely. So, give us your website again. Yeah, absolutely. It's timtaylorconsulting.com. And you All can right. pick up the book, How to Start and Run a Successful IT Company Without Losing Your Shirt on Amazon. It's in book form or Kindle or Audible if you want to just listen to it. A lot of people asked me to... Um, to uh, do an audible version because they just said, I don't like three books. I want to listen to it in the car. So the right. audible version is done and, and it's up there now. So you can get that as well. But um, yeah, if you just hit our website, timtaylorconsulting.com and I'm T Taylor at timtaylorconsulting.com. You can send me an email or just fill out a form on the site and we'll reach out and we'll talk to you and see if we, you know, we're a good fit. Very good. Well, nice chatting with you. Thanks for uh, being with us today. Absolutely. Carl. Thank you very much. With luck. We'll do this again. All right. We will. Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.